Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, everybody? My name is David EJ Berger. You can find me at Carl Jr. on Twitter. And welcome to Training Camp Dialed In. I'll be featuring phone calls with NFL writers and reporters from the actual sidelines of camp, getting their first-hand accounts of the action from a fantasy perspective. This is the place to be all month long, as I'm bringing you three to four shows per week filled with football knowledge that's going to help your team win your leagues this season. So you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Authority feed, the exclusive home of the super short-run, super niche, and super essential podcast for the month of August. And just like that, we are back year four for the training camp dialed in podcast shout out to the listeners that have been here since day one or year one day one might be tough year one more likely that someone actually has been here since year one maybe not day one i need to control the volume of my voice right now not really great for an audio medium such as podcasting but my wife and child are still asleep it's early here on the west coast but I'm trying to kick this out. It's August. August has started. It's time. We have to get training camp dialed in out into the ether. The fantasy streets are thirsty for it. And I'm excited. Things are happening. We're seeing guys catch footballs, run into the end zone. This is it. We're here. It's football season. And this year, as I mentioned previously in the intro, the show will be hosted by the Fantasy Authority. Big shout out to Kevin and compadres, Cody and Robbie. Robbie taking on a producer role for me this year. You can find him at NFL Robbie. Those guys are killing it in the podcast game and the YouTube game. Tons of short, digestible, and most importantly, sharp content. Since it's hashtag yard work season, I'll be out there burning through the episodes as I'm burning in the hot sun. Very excited to be a part of this team and to get the show going. This is the season premiere. And boy, do I have an episode that fits that bill. You want to come out strong. You want to come out hot. You want to hook the listener. Hey, I'm going to tune in episode after episode after that one. Well, I think this show fits that bill. One of the biggest training camp stories right now is the injury to Colts quarterback Carson Wentz. And guess what? I dialed in all the way from Los Angeles, California to Indianapolis to get the exclusive scoop on what exactly is going on over there. And in true life comes at you fast fashion. We recorded this a mere two hours before this Quentin Nelson news broke that he also has a foot injury similar to Wentz. So you won't hear talk of that because it hasn't happened yet. And of course, it's happening when I don't have my mic and I'm adding this update via my phone. The tilt is real, but there's still tons of actionable information headed your way. I dialed up Kevin Bowen. He's a writer, reporter, and multimedia content producer for 1075 The Fan, Indianapolis' sports center. It's the flagship station of the Colts. This guy's been covering the team since 2012. You can find him at kbowen1070 on Twitter. You're not tuning in for me. You're tuning in for this. So what are we waiting for? 
Let's bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Bowen. Hello, Kevin. Hey, David. How you doing, man? I'm so happy to speak once again. This is uh, such a great time of year. And yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time. You bet, man. Thanks for having me on. Well, Kevin, it's always a blast uh, with tons of great info when we chat. But the timing of this year adds a little extra to our conversation today. This is a training camp pod for fantasy football. And there might not be any bigger story for that at the moment. The new Colts QB, Carson Wentz, going into service surgery on Monday for his injured left foot. He's said to miss five to 12 weeks, which is a pretty wide window. I've got a two-part question for this though, to kick us off. Before we get to the fallout, first, how was Wentz looking and what was the chatter about him before this twinge in his foot? Yeah, you know, Wentz had a really good Thursday, last Thursday practice, which was when he got hurt. He was eight of 10. Um, a lot of vertical stuff down the field. You, you you saw his arm. You saw his playmaking outside of the pocket. Um, you know, typical day one kind of ups and downs, but day two was really, really good for him. And obviously this camp is so important in the preseason, you know, for a new quarterback to – not only I think rebuild his confidence, but certainly get used to new personnel and, and, and things like that. So yeah, I, I thought he had a strong day two and kind of everything um, that you thought was possible given a skill set. Now, the second part of my question is, uh, of course, where are the Colts now? Do they even know that? I'm guessing it's a little routine for them, considering they had to go with an impromptu plan B in 2019 with Andrew Luck retiring. But still, this isn't a situation uh, I'm sure the coaching staff wants to be in. Yeah, less than ideal, to say the least. You know, like you said, Carson had surgery on Monday going to be out five to 12 weeks they should get a clearer picture here about mid-august to late august on exactly you know where he's at how long that timetable kind of narrowed down to a little bit more definitive timetable on that and then for now jacob eason is getting the starting reps and he's taken all of them here since carson wentz has gone down they signed brett hunley over the weekend and they were actually kind of planning to bring hunley in before wentz went down so i think it's a very fluid situation david you got to see where wentz is at Again, rehab-wise, um, you got to see who's available, and then you've got to obviously evaluate Easton. Once you get into preseason games, joint practice with the Panthers late next week, kind of got to get an idea of what you have because there's so much unknown with Easton. He never even dressed in an NFL game last season. Um, so I think those are all factors that you've got to weigh, and then eventually if Carson's going to miss time, you know, and, and you don't feel like Easton can get it done, you would probably have to commit a resource, whether that's a draft pick or – some cap space to sign another veteran free agent. You got to decide which path makes the most sense. Well, let's talk about this offense as a whole next. Last year with Phillip Rivers under center, it made the leap from 17th in total points into the top 10, finishing ninth in that category. And they were ninth as well in yards per play. And they did so leaning on that run game with a top 10 finish in rush attempts in 2020, coming in at only 20th in pass attempts, despite running a healthy 69% of their plays in that 11 personnel with three wide receivers in the field. Now in 2019, with that plan B that we spoke about. Colts actually finished in the top five of rush attempts. And as fantasy gamers, we love to chase volume and opportunities. So there's still encouraging stats out there for second year phenom and late first round pick, according to recent ADP, Jonathan Taylor. But from what you've seen in herding camp, what should we expect from this offense designed by Reich and new OC Marcus Brady, who took over for new Eagles coach Nick Sirianni in terms of scheme, and formations. Wentz injury aside, how is this offense changing in 2021? Yeah, you know, I think unfortunately so much depends on who your quarterback is. Um, you know, let's say Carson Wentz is healthy. I think you're going to see a little bit more perimeter action. You know, by that, I think you see some naked bootlegs, some uh, just getting Wentz outside of the pocket, use that athleticism that he brings. 
um, some zone read stuff, some RPO stuff, or just the quarterback now is much more of a threat. And then, you know, like I was saying a little bit earlier, I just think there's a vertical aspect to this offense that wasn't tapped into as much last year. You know, when you look at the numbers, you know, Phillip did a nice job in creating kind of some, some chunk plays in the 20 yard range, but you know, those bigger chunks, those weren't really here um, and really stretching the defense through the air. So I do think that is an aspect that when Carson is healthy, he should bring um, to this offense that, you know, maybe you were lacking, maybe not as quick rhythm with the passing game, maybe not as efficient in terms of completion percentage and things like that. But I do think there are some other areas that you can certainly tap into. They didn't turn the ball over a whole lot last year either. No, they, 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 they definitely didn't. Um, that was a strength you know, early in the year. You had a couple of, uh, of interceptions, but Philip did a great job protecting it. And, you know, Carson hasn't been a high interception guy, but Inevitably, I think when you take a few more risks down the field, that's a number that'll probably rise. Well, let's talk about Jacob Eason uh, real quick, since a lot of it's going to hinge on his play. What do we like about Eason and, and what do we not like about Jacob Eason? Yeah, I mean, the first thing you like is he's just got a howitzer of a right arm. I mean, there's a big, big arm. And honestly, 10, 15 years ago, he, he brings a prototypical quarterback frame and skill set as, you know, six five and you know, 230 and stand back in the pocket and just deliver missiles kind of all day around the field. I think where your question marks lie is just how pinpoint is that accuracy, especially on underneath stuff. I thought Philip Rivers' timing, anticipation, his ball placement was so good and really taken for granted in, the, in a lot of underneath passing game stuff. I think you, you're worried about just kind of Jacobs nailing down of progressions, especially under duress. And you could say that really for a lot of young quarterbacks, but you, you look at Easton at Washington a couple of years ago, he wasn't under a whole lot of pressure. Uh, when he was, he, he struggled. And just in general, he hasn't played a lot of football. You know, this is a stat that I mentioned when he was drafted back in 2020 out of Washington. If you look at, you know, the, the, the 12 or so quarterbacks that were taken in that 2020 draft, I believe Jacob Eason played the second fewest snaps of anybody that was drafted. Um, so college football-wise, he didn't have a ton of experience. Yeah, he started as a freshman at Georgia, but that was in 2016. I mean, 2016 was a long, long time ago. Andrew Luck hadn't had surgery yet on his injured shoulder back in 2016. And since then, he's only been a starter for one year in college or obviously here in the NFL. So I think those are some of kind of the pros and cons right now that you have with Easton. I love it. Thank you so much, Kevin. As a college football watcher, I've always had a soft spot for Sam Ellinger. And I know Colts coaches have been high on his character and his it factor. But what about his play factor? There's a lot of detractors of his physical ability to play in this league. What have you seen and heard about him so far? Yeah, you know, there's there's definitely been some moments where, wow, you can see why Sam Ellinger was a starter at Texas for, you know, four years. And there's been some moments that are like, oh, yeah, that's why he was a six-round pick as well. So he hasn't gotten a, a, the outright second-team reps behind Eason since Wentz has gotten hurt. The Colts have kind of interchanged a few other guys into that role. So I'd be very surprised if we saw Sam Ellinger this year. I think something drastic would, would really have to change. I know there was some talk when he was drafted, you know, could you do kind of a Tebow type package with him? You know, he, he's, he's definitely well built. I mean, you talk about a guy that's you know, almost you know, kind of thick. I don't know. If that's the biggest compliment, but you know, he, he really carries his weight in a manner that's like, all right, you see why he ran it so well. And effectively, even though he doesn't have, you know, four, four, 40 yard dash speed or something like that. But still, this is a guy that, without a doubt, is going to have to, I think, show a little bit more before you even commit to him. You know, maybe even being Jacob Beeson's backup, if that's the route you're going to go if Carson Wentz were to miss time to start the season. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thick Sam. Thick Sam. I like it. Wentz injury aside, there's another major reason people will be tuning into this podcast, and, and that's for some hardcore Jonathan Taylor content. He's currently an anchor on a keeper team for myself. We all know the story of the slow start last year and his eventual rise to mayor of Smashville to end the season, but that was last year. We've got high and low stakes drafts coming up. Can you give us the real deal talk about JT in 2021 from what you've seen and heard in camp? Yeah, I think he's a flat out stud. I, I think he He's going to be in um, any sort of short list of running backs, not named Derrick Henry, maybe Dalvin Cook in the NFL. But, you know, when you look at what he did to end last season, that was consistent production over about a two-month span that, you know, not even Derrick Henry produced last year. It, it was it was pretty rarefied air, and I, I don't think it got the attention that it deserved. So I, I think he needs to be the bell cow, should be the bell cow, and, and, and will. You know, the Colts are going to rotate backs for sure, but I think it'd be foolish if Jonathan Taylor isn't getting 20 carries again because especially with your quarterback situation you definitely need to rely on him to be that lead guy for you I think a lot of people are concerned of him unlocking his ceiling uh, through the receiving game are are we expecting him to be involved in the pass game you know he he was involved last year I think he caught a high high percentage of targets I want to say it was like 30 of 32 or something close to that he did have a couple of um, drops in the playoff loss to Buffalo but you know for all the talk coming out of Wisconsin about what can he do on third down can he be effective pass catcher I thought he did some nice things there and he you saw him, you know, break a few big screens. I mean, that's 230 downhill running 4-3. There's not a lot of guys in the NFL that want to tackle that. Yes, Naeem Hines certainly is going to have a role and it should have, but, you know, if you can kind of say, hey, JT's on the field, the defense might be thinking run, 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 and you throw a screen at him, that can be huge for you. I love it, Kevin. Uh, I'm a big JT guy. I want to see that ceiling unlocked. Now, you mentioned Naheem Hines. He was very fantasy viable in 2020 with 63 catches, seven total touchdowns, and almost 900 scrimmage yards. Do we expect the same role in 2021, or is that maybe his ceiling? Did we kind of see the peak Hines last year? Yeah, I mean, given the amount of weapons and uh, assuming everyone's healthy, that was probably kind of the peak Hines, which, I mean, is still you know a, a really useful guy. I, I'm sure if I look back at the game log, there are probably a few times where I'm like, oh, wow, Heinz only touched it, you know, whatever, five times in a game, six times in a game. To me, I think there's a fair minimum of 10 touches for him in a game. Now, we haven't seen him yet in camp. He's had a hip injury. Should be back soon, but it's a guy that's been extremely durable throughout his NFL career, has not missed a game, hasn't missed a regular season practice either. And I think knowing what he did last year, especially as an in-between-the-tackle runner, that was a big step in his game uh, to kind of compliment himself and not be as predictable when he comes on the field. Uh, to me, Naeem Hines is a guy that, that needs to touch it, I think, 10 times a game at least. Marlon Mack has been pretty much left for dead because of his season-ending injury last year in drafts, but he's not dead. He's very much alive. I have seen the pictures. Uh, he he says he's trying to get his wheels right. Can you clue us in on Marlon Mack and his role this year? Yeah, I'm fascinated about that one, David. You know, it's a thousand yard rusher that I, I know it was only for a you know, half game last year um, in, in that opener, but he, he looks well on his way to that again. I'm in Terrence's Achilles, but he's been healthy really since the spring. Um, I, to me, he looks 
again, like his normal self. The question is just where does he fit into that, you know, rep puzzle? You know, is he spelling Jonathan Taylor in series? Do you give him a full series each half? I mean, there's just not a very crystal clear picture, I think, on exactly what the role is going to be for Marlon Mack. Well, it's good to hear he's healthy. Uh, that might be a little bit of a pause for concern for people with JT on the roster, but I, I, I like Marlon Mack. I, I'm excited to see him back out there. Okay, let's talk about the pass catchers next. This is where we're going to need some help. Obviously, a lot of the wide receiver room success will depend on quarterback play, but it's also a bit of a shifting dynamic there with the late career T.Y. Hilton, probably not the wide receiver to roster for fantasy purposes. Can you walk us through what you've seen from T.Y. and second year man Michael Pittman? And will Paris Campbell ever pay off that late first round rookie draft capital? I invested in him. This is a very important question to me, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry about that. Uh, that certainly is a pick that you've probably regretted. I know full well the Colts absolutely love Paris. You know, I, I think if healthy, you know, Paris Campbell's certainly a guy that is going to play a huge factor. Frank Wright loves the X factor. He brings this offense, you know, high percentage touches with, you know, high, high reward potential. And by that, I mean, you know, swing passes, jet sweeps, those things um, that, you know, you should be successful in completing those. And then you kind of let Paris Campbell do the rest. That's exactly what the Colts envision. He's been healthy throughout camp so far. I'm very bullish on Michael Pittman. I see number one wide out potential in him. And I just think it's a matter of time. And I think we saw it a little bit late last season. He was a guy that, you know, definitely stepped up and and showed that he can be the guy that was drafted number 34 overall, which is, you know, pretty much a first round pick, especially in such a wide receiver heavy draft a few years ago. You know, Hilton for me, never been a big catch guy. You know, when, when you look at his numbers, um, you know, he's never been a high volume sort of reception guy. But it's just sprinkling in those big plays within those five or six catches. That is critical. Um, I still think he can give you that, but I would probably be a little bit more hesitant on investing a high draft pick on Hilton. Any other wide receivers worth mentioning? Probably not. I mean, Zach, Zach Pascal, you know, you, you, you kind of look at a box score after a game and think, wow, four for 62 and a touchdown? Like, I, I didn't see that coming. So, you know, he's one that they, if they have injuries from a volume standpoint, snap count reps, He's going to be in there for, for a good amount. You know, there are some rookies, Mike Strawn, a seventh round pick that some people are curious about. But to be honest with you, I think those top four, um, especially, you know, Pittman, Campbell, Hilton, and then potentially Pascal, those four are pretty set in stone for me. And we think Pittman will probably lead this team in targets? That would be my assumption, yes. I would think that Michael Pittman would lead this team in targets. You know, I know his target, or I should say his kind of his catches weren't a super high number last year, but, you know, he did have an injury, and I just think that uh, he, he will lead this team in uh, in targets. The tight end room, yet again, sees the departure of someone who splashed a bit for the Colts with Trey Burton no longer around, but they still somehow have Jack Doyle, fantasy Twitter favorite Mo Cox. Tight end production has been fertile for fantasy gamers, especially from a streaming option for a few years now. What can we expect this year? Yeah, you know, it, I think it's a very balanced group. Jack Doyle and Mo Alley Cox. I know Mo had a great start to last season, and people were probably, you know, kind of wondering where where was the consistency moving forward from there. But I, I look at Mo and I look at Jack Doyle and think those guys are going to play probably the most snaps. Kylan Granson's a rookie out of SMU. They really like I think kind of the Trey Burton role last year, which again, Burton didn't play a whole lot of snaps but you looked up at the end of games and you were like wow he had a touchdown or he had touches in the red zone things like that i think granson could definitely be in that in that role great stuff kevin all right one last question and we're going to get you out of here but it's a, it's a bit of a toughie here what is your boldest fantasy prediction for the colts in 2021 Wow. I mean, I don't know how bold it is, but I would say Jonathan Taylor ends the year as um, 
as the number one point getter of all running backs. Uh, that When I say that out loud, that probably is a little bit too bold, given Derrick Henry and everything, but I'll go there. I'll say that Jonathan Taylor proves that he's a bell cow and is able to be kind of the, the, the not only the heavy carry guy, but obviously get the carries around the goal line and things like that. So that'll be my bold prediction for the Colts. Well, I'm going to say be bold, Kevin. I love it. I want to see <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is the number one points getter. That's why I got him last year. Oh my gosh. That would be uh let's, 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 I'm, I'm going to positive affirmation that into existence. Uh, <laughs> um, I love it. Thank you so much, Kevin. Amazing stuff. Once again, uh, you, you've said it all. Where can people find all your stuff? Yeah. 107.5 thefan.com for all of our Colts coverage and then K Bowen 1070 on twitter so we'll be having training camp updates throughout and uh appreciate you having me on david thank you so much kevin and uh, yeah please uh if you're looking for colts info which uh, i'm sure people will be over the next few weeks check out kevin thank you so much and uh until next year thanks again man yep have a good one david jonathan taylor number one you are now dialed in it's good to be back everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.